2: And founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of
1: Downtown Podcast, episode one ninety one. What's up, bro? Dude, we're getting close to
0: two hundred. I know. I was just thinking about that. I was like. Who should we have on for 200? I mean, um, you know, we've already. Wow, had, man.
1: Remember, I was uh, talking about how when we just passed uh, 100 hour, like, dude, we're at and 102, man, we're almost practically there, man. And fucked around like that for a few episodes. And it's like, OK, it's getting kind of old. Let's move on, you know.
0: <laughs> but, you know, we did. So if, if we did a recap episode for our 100th episode. We kind of just went over some of our favorite moments in the first half. I mean, I don't know, should we do a recap episode for the second one in terms of the next hundred episodes or uh, should yeah. we bring on a guest? I don't know. We'll talk. And about you it.
1: know what? Maybe maybe we should do is also do the toad. You know what the toad is, right?
0: No, I don't know what the toad is.
1: The toad. Oh, come on. It's like DMT, like you know, Ayahuasca or whatever. Oh, uh, oh, oh, no, no, no,
0: no. Rogan okay. and,
1: and, and Tyson have, t- have done it.
0: You have a toad that we can lick to get no, high on.
1: No, you don't <laughs> lick a toad, dude. That's not how you do it. <laughs> what you, do you smoke do? the shit that comes out of the toad. I actually watched a thing on YouTube about it the other day, dude. Oh really? It's I've, uh, I've... it's kind of gnarly the way they get this stuff from the toad, dude. They they pop it like a big zit. There's like these, they have these um, uh, little reservoirs or or what's the fucking term? I'm trying to think of uh, like little nodes on them that uh, already uh, they're sh- called the warts, bro. Thing. Remember? frogs give you well water. basically they squirt the <laughs> shit out of their um glands that's how they're, they're glands okay and the frogs don't mind it the frogs are like oh thanks man you just cleaned out my uh my you know whatever gland and they take a piece of glass dude and they hold it the frog under the glass and then they just squirt it up onto the glass and it sticks on the glass okay And it, and it's kind of yellow and <laughs> And so then I guess they just let it dry out and they scrape it off. And then you you smoke that uh, that dried up, you know, stuff that comes out of this frog's gland. Do not lick the frog, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm
0: good with weed, man. You, you
1: know? <laughs> oh, but this is this is nothing like um, this is like 10 times better than ayahuasca or um, DMT or anything Well,
0: like that. maybe we should this try is... DMT first before we, we jump to the poisonous frog. Screw
1: we... that, dude! Why wouldn't I really go to DMT if, I'm, if I've if i seen this and I'm, you know, this is above DMT. This is better than DMT. Why would I even want to fuck with DMT?
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know, you know, it's, uh, to each his own. But, you know, there's different experiences, man. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that.
1: <laughs> it's them. pretty hardcore, though. It's no, I, I, I don't think so. No. No, yeah. It's not on a show, dude. It, it's, um, it's, it's really, really hardcore. It's something that we'll do you know, at some point. We should do it soon, though, you know, just because it's, uh, it, as an artist, you know, it's, it's uh, something that may actually help me to connect to things in a better and more different or way or whatever. You know? And it's non-addictive. It actually helps cure people of addictions.
0: DMT um, or the frog?
1: No, the frog. The toad. Really? Not the frog. It's not a frog, dude. It's a toad.
0: Okay, okay. I got to look more into this, man, cuz uh, upon just like you know, service level researching Google, I couldn't really find anything about it. But um anyways, man. Um hey, I wanted to ask you, man. I saw that there's a uh national shortage of lifeguards right now, and you you being Yeah. you know, a former lifeguard. I was just thinking like, you know, you have kids too old well to do too, it anymore,
1: man. I wouldn't want me coming out there <laughs> trying to no. rescue
0: someone. <laughs> well, well no, no. I'm just saying like I feel like that's one of the things that like kids Growing up back in the day, everybody used to play outside, you know. And then there was like, you know, the need for lifeguards, and people want, you know. Now, isn't that like the best job when you're kind of like,
1: dude, I, I, I got a lot of respect for being a lifeguard. Um, and that wasn't really (laughs) why I was into it. I was into it because the the beach where I worked, um, there's a lot of beautiful girls showing up in Destin, Florida, man, uh, (laughs) all over the place, man, and uh, you know. So what does that Kinda. tell you,
0: man, if they can't find uh, if they can't find anybody to find, you know, to be this perfect job? You know man. what it
1: tells me is kids, kid, this next generation are too much on their fucking iPads and, and, and phones and shit and too preoccupied with <laughs> things that are not physical. You know, this is a physical thing. This is a very physical thing, man. It was a pain in the ass to get certified as a lifeguard, man. I know I couldn't do it right now. All the shit that I had to do for it. Um, I, you know, I might be able to do it if do. I train right. for about a month or something like that. But, um, you know, it's it's pretty hardcore. I mean, you, have to you, gotta, you also have to train for, you know, and prepare for someone. Most of the time when you're trying to save somebody, they're in such a freaked out uh, state of mind that they just grab a hold of you and try to drown you, you know. Yeah. And you got to learn to fight them off and yet still save them at the same time. So like you got to come up with a rear naked choke <laughs> <laughs> grip, you know, just Grabbing them from the back like that, and managed to save someone who's trying to kill you. Basically.
0: (laughs) Well, let me ask you: Did you ever have to save anybody as a lifeguard? I mean, I personally no, no, no. Oh no, never. No, I was too
1: good, dude. I didn't let him. I didn't let him get even get close. You know. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay. You're like, hey, don't go out there. You're too far. But here's
1: here's one of the best things that I ever used on a on a tourist, um, because you know they say, dude, I'm a swimmer, man. I'm good with this kind of stuff and everything, you know, why do you what I'm probably swim better than you, you know, and I'm like, you know what, dude, you might be able to, um, probably not because you don't know the way the currents run out here so fuck you, but you don't (laughs) say that out loud, you know, but what I tell told them was you know what dude I I don't doubt you one bit, but what happens is we got people on, on the beach here that see that and they think they can do it too, you know, and they're like, Oh, okay, I understand that you know. And then they see you doing it easily and they think that they can do it easily, you know, and then they get out here and they drown, you know, and it's my fault.
0: Did they give you a whistle? I'm, I'm just wondering, like, oh, more? yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I had a okay. whistle.
1: I used it quite a few times, dude, quite a few times, but only only when I was, you know, when it was time to say, hey, get the fuck in here. You
0: know? And it's also like an excuse to talk. Like, would it be the pretty girls that would or just women in general or men in general that would try to get too far?
1: Just curious, you know, um, the guys. The guys were always the dumbasses. I see. You know? I see. <laughs> Especially in Destin, in Destin, Florida, dude. It was spring break haven. The beaches are white. I mean, where
0: people go on the east coast, though, I always, I always hear like Daytona Beach is like the, is like the spot or something like that. Is it?
1: Is it? Destin? It's a whole different vibe, dude. It's okay. a whole different vibe. Destin was like a little hidden paradise until they, put all these damn high rises there, and um, you know it. Uh, but the the beaches are still white as can be, man. And it's because of all the quartz that comes out of the Mississippi River and the currents washed it over into Florida and the further down south you go of Florida, the less white and the less quartz is in the sand. But dude, just to give you an idea, I used to work a restaurant there and in the evenings I could tell the, the tourists were all these people that forgot to put sunblock on the underside of their noses and the underside of their eyebrows and the underside <laughs> of their chins because they would be burnt there. From the sun reflecting off the fucking sand, dude.
0: Damn, damn.
1: It's almost the same as, as being out in the water. You know, if you're out the water doing some deep sea fishing or anywhere near water, man, you got to make sure you do the underside of your nose and, and, and chin and everything. Otherwise, that sun reflect right off the water and burn you right up under there.
0: Man, um, so, so when you came out to California, I mean, our beaches are like nice. I oh, think. dude, they're uh, right? hot
1: as fuck. As the compared- sand. Holy shit, man. I came out here to play volleyball, you know, because I thought I was pretty good. <laughs> I used to be, but um, heh, not to these standards out here in California. Holy shit! Plus, they were just way bigger. But dude, this sand tore my feet up because that white sand—it never gets that hot, mm. you know. May get a little warm, or whatever. But dude, this sand out here, being kind of that tan color, there are times in the in the summer where you got to put socks on, otherwise you just you get blisters in your fucking feet.
0: Oh, to play volleyball, basically
1: to play volleyball in the sand. Yeah. So on the beach.
0: What, what do you would you say? That's the nicest beach out here, man. I mean, honestly, it's like comparable to Dustin. Or is it just not even
1: doesn't compare dude. not even close? <laughs> not even close. Well,
0: yeah, that, that's L.A. for you, man.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, I got to bring this up. Um, speaking of hot as shit, my sons uh, and daughters um, culmination ceremony for graduating the fifth grade was yesterday. And they they had it outdoors, which was fine. They had their, their dance, uh, their parent-child dance outdoors as well. But it was under this cover, you know, and they have a couple mm-hmm. of covered areas, which are nice because they had it, it. It started at six o'clock. We had to have the kids there at 530. Now, at six o'clock, we had to go sit in our seats, which were right in facing the sun. Jesus. Yeah, and it was 90 fucking degrees, dude. And luckily <laughs> they had these little programs, you know, and I just took that and I just, I held that thing up because otherwise I would have gotten sunburnt, dude. I would have gotten fucking sunburnt. I was already sitting there just sweating, just sweating. Everyone, everyone around me and in the sun was holding their fucking, either they had something that they were holding up. So whatever nutbag fuck job thought of that, oh, that would be beautiful. You know, you just set these guys up right here. you will be able to watch the sunset and everything well dude it's june fucking you know 7th it might be hot as fuck people might not want to sit out right in the sun and plus any of the pictures you try to take horrible lighting because the lighting's coming from behind the fucking students so we have some pictures and everything but they're they're all silhouetted you know because it's yeah bright sun coming from behind that's the worst lighting they should at least flipped it around or some shit
0: well, they, at least they got to go to the graduation, right? I feel like, you know, COVID's over. Oh, they had a good time. Right you know, they it's had a good time like...
1: because they had some blockage from the sun. They're sitting in the fucking shade. They were fine, you know? <laughs> but well, holy on, shit, on to, man. Uh, and I would have uh, enjoyed, it wouldn't have been that bad. You know, it was, it was, you know, I had some kids giving some speeches and shit like that. Remembering when I came here, you know, and I was in ten, you know kindergarten and shit. And you're going, dude, come on, get it over with. This. <laughs> they give speeches for which, for you know, if I school? wasn't sitting there boiling in the fucking sun, I would have been like, oh, this is kind of this is cute, you know, look at this. But, you know, I'm sitting there boiling, sweating and everything, I'm like, just hurry this shit up. OK, yeah, sure. It's fucking cute. But goddamn,
0: oh, are they going to middle school yet or are they going to the next grade of elementary school?
1: No, they're going to middle school. Middle school here is sixth through eighth grade, I guess.
0: Oh, uh, Okay. Where I'm well, from,
1: it's seventh through ninth grade. Well, and that's how. That, no, I think grade, that's how it was you know, with high school. That,
0: that's how it was when we were. Uh, we, we were. I was a kid too, seventh and ninth grade, and that that was when all the problems began. You know, you know what I mean, like. <laughs> middle... <laughs> but anyways, absolutely. Man, I, see, I see our our guest in the waiting room, man. One and... last thing
1: here. I don't know okay. if you noticed my my location here, but. Uh, I got a little flag up here to help celebrate uh, Gay Pride this month.
2: Oh yeah, it's actually a,
1: a flag that I made, new kind of flag for the American flag it has uh, 13 stars represent the original colonies, and then you got all the different colors of the uh, the rainbow in it.
0: And shout out to Corey Maddie man for setting up a dope event and and the uh, Fame Yard man. So. Uh, oh yeah, so, yeah, absolutely
1: love Corey Maddie.
0: I see our guest in the waiting room man, and uh, I just thought you know what you see his stuff on the streets. And uh, in person all the time. And I was like, damn, this this guy's stuff is pretty cool. So I just want to introduce our guest, Mr. Gus Harper.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. Hey, welcome, Gus. Can you hear us? No, audio is still connecting. There he goes. Now he can hear us.
2: All right awesome, you got us man. yes so what's up,
1: guys welcome to the show nice. thanks for joining us man
2: right on so where
0: are you guys uh we're at, well we're out i'm, I'm at, out here in orange county and uh Teach actually just moved right so i actually don't know no no
1: i have not moved yet i'm in the okay. process of moving process from so one good. undisclosed location to another undisclosed location <laughs> gotta keep it a secret you know because of uh certain things but <laughs> um
2: in, in L.A. Before, near before.
1: L near L.A. You know, where are you at?
2: I'm in my home in Venice Beach right now. Uh, the beach. I was gonna I was gonna uh, zoom you guys from my art studio, but I had to run home. It
1: looks like your art studio, dude. When he, when <laughs> I first saw you, it looked like you're sitting at a on a throne. You know, like a, a, a fancy unsymmetrical <laughs> throne because you got like one post over here and the other one that goes up this high. You know, I was like, wow, this is. Unlike any throne I've ever seen before, this is um, very, very impressive. Can you tell us about the artwork behind you? I'm
2: surrounded by a bunch of artwork. Um, I actually, what I like about my home is where I have a lot of other people's artwork. Because you know, okay. I love. I it's I always thought it was really funny when artists don't. Aren't into other people's artwork. I love my friends' artwork. I love.
0: Oh, of course. Uh, Sometimes <laughs> artists are weird people, you know. They don't have friends and stuff like that. That's. It's awful. not
1: necessarily weird. Everybody's different, you know. Some people are into yeah. certain things, you know. But I, I actually, yeah, I, I noticed that you do like collaborating with a lot of people, which is nice. I definitely have. Even nice your mom. Even you collaborate with your mom, which is awesome too. That's right. But no, um, I definitely I, have I, some
0: of uh, teachers' artwork too in my house. I was just joking. But anyways, go ahead. I don't James. have
1: any of James's artwork in my house. <laughs> But anyway
2: yeah, i like what's going on behind you it's cool oh,
1: uh me yeah all right both me? of you
2: we should take oh. like, tours around each other's places
1: <laughs> 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 hey we're the one interviewing you dude
0: <laughs> but anyways yeah today today you're our guest man so we could definitely talk a little bit more about
1: us after uh we well, let's get... start with what uh what he has right there behind him um can you tell us about that
2: uh this painting right here you talking yeah. about this uh, all of it. well I see i got uh um you know do, do you remember uh do you remember we went through a pandemic I don't know if you remember that <laughs> at the beginning of it uh we were we were asked to stay home for a little while so I, I started um I did I, I actually and I didn't feel so well so I didn't want to like be around other people for a bit so I stayed home and made a bunch of paintings at home um nice. and this is uh one of them is I actually I actually ended up really liking the painting so it lives in my house now um but i got all kinds of other things like you know i um probably what started all my street art was all those the gems i put around town yeah yeah yeah, yeah. really cool a friend of mine named linda Wright loves my gems and she made this for me out of stained glass
0: wow whoa
2: holy cow you know that's beautiful stained. dude yeah
1: you know she stained also, yo, shout out to linda man yeah, what's her uh, does she have an instagram uh
2: no she doesn't she's on facebook but what the hell is she thinking come on <laughs> she also <laughs> just facebook is... you got to do everything these days she made um one of my paintings she replicated it in the stained glass window like one of the, one of my nude paintings and it was amazing so i thought that was cool that's so you cool you have a picture yeah. of that uh i'd have to send it to you here's some of my street art
1: uh, yeah, i let's, love let's, that let's man. talk about I those i love pies, the man. layering in in your pieces there and if I'm not, is that a, wow, that's a nice shiny finish on it too. What kind of finish do you put on that?
2: Um, it's uh, just a, like a verithane. Like, a, you know, this basically is just like a skateboard. It's a piece of wood with verithane over the top of it.
1: Okay. And I, and I bring understand. that up
2: because people always say, hey, how would those do if I put them outside? I'm like, they'll last for a little while, just like your skateboard would. But if you really want it to last each and you find one of these outside you should bring it
1: inside i Absolutely. tell people how to,
2: i tell them how to steal my art
1: can i well that can... depends actually that depends if somehow you can get it on a uh on a pole or on the side of a building that is facing north that's right then it's going to last a lot longer especially if there's an overhang that keeps it from getting wet because then it yep. will not get wet and it will not get hit by the sun
2: exactly can... true that's right
0: can, can i just bring in a real quick from a chemical sta- point of view I, I just looked up barathane <laughs> And it's actually a polyurethane, and it's a it's a type of varnish, actually. And yeah. if actually you use an acrylic-based, actually it will give it the UV protection even better because UV has even more protection than uh, polyurethane-based. So if you want to try a clear acrylic varnish, it may have even better results. This is just from, uh, you know, your local-friendly chemist. This
1: is but. a chemist over here we got as well, you know.
0: He's, uh, We're always
2: trying to solve those riddles, so it's good to go over that. I do use a lot of the... Um, stuff from nova color that has that uv protective coating on it definitely yeah well awesome.
1: his uh his uh people that he works with they make stuff for everyone basically
0: <laughs> yeah we make <laughs> acrylic. the actual, uh, acrylic acrylic ag- ingredient you know but anyways let's get to the art man i'm i'm and there's your,
1: curious see, yeah, tell right. me about that guy yeah, the big the, the, the guy things. that's that's really cool looking i love the, yeah. the simplicity of that
2: you might not um tall. talk
1: about that one what is that made out of
2: he's eight feet tall
1: wow wow what is it made out of
2: it's wood so that's one of my that's one of my citizens i call them the guardians and i put you know i put them around town and put them out in nature and you know they start about three or four feet tall and they kept getting taller and taller and uh oh we lost james
1: no no he just putting a picture up see oh
2: oh right on uh yes wow he's on actually he's super on point
1: oh no he's he's better than on point dude i mean if it wasn't for this guy none of this would be going on let me just tell you that
2: <laughs> well i i like that guy he's got you know he's got the world in his body a little bit of a metaphor yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely uh, so, right
1: right you
2: know it's super cool when because- did
1: when did you first uh draw the, the the what do you call it the citizen
2: yeah the citizens
1: when did that start
2: um you know what i think to explain the whole thing? Do you want me to tell you how I started even doing street art in the first place? Yeah, part? let's start Absolutely. from the beginning. Absolutely, yeah. Because I come from...
1: We, I come we do it like Tarantino style, you know what I mean? We go a little bit here, we go a little bit there. It's... Oh, uh, talk about um, some crazy shit in between.
2: I got in... You know, I became a street artist in a different way than most people. Like, I, I feel like most street art... It, I, I love street art because it gives people, um, you know, access to an audience. Absolutely. It just allows people to to speak and, and to be seen. ah, uh, and then sometimes those people, the street artists, start to get recognized and then they get into the gallery scene. And next thing you know, they're fine artists, right? And they're accepted by the art establishment. Right. Well I'm actually a different establishment. A different establishment. They get the street cred first and then they get the fine art cred. I'm going the reverse direction. I started, I'm a I am ai started, I'm a painter. I, you know, I paint, I went, I uh you know, I, I
1: did the same thing too dude I, studied, you know, I, <laughs> I can I relate learned
2: how to draw the figure um I put my stuff in galleries um but I think the best art in LA Did you go to is, art school? No but I did I uh I did study art as an undergrad in college I,
0: that I mean, was one of my that's kind of art school yeah yeah, it's yeah. kind of art school.
1: Dude, what I, yeah. One of the things I try to you know yeah. tell people about here is that you don't need to go to an art school you don't need to take art classes necessarily, there's different ways of finding this information, so go ahead.
2: Yeah, and by the way, you want to see the best galleries in LA, you don't have to go to a gallery, you just go downtown you near know, the garment district and walk around look at the walls there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, absolutely, so, that's right. Okay, I think what happened was I started uh, doing these paintings that were becoming more and more abstract and I was collaborating with my friend Gronk. And Gronk and I were doing these paintings and That's not
1: the NFL player, right?
2: It is not. However, that <laughs> Gronk follows my Gronk because they have the same name and there's been some play between them. Very different. Nice. Very different humans. My Gronk <laughs> is awesome. I like,
0: We just wanted that. to
2: make sure. He's, he's awesome. Um, and we've been working together for a while. But in one of the paintings, some of the shapes started to look like rocks. And I kind of liked that. And I kind of went with that. And then I started to notice that as I enhanced the rocks, it started to look like gems. The next thing i know i found myself doing these gem paintings so i had an art show where i made a big backdrop that people could on and take pictures in front of so i decided to make these gem cutouts so people could hold them and be immersed into the painting well somebody said nice hey, idea much,
1: great idea how, how much for those
2: how much for those gems i said oh the props you want to buy the props and i'm like i don't know i just stole them for a couple hundred bucks i'm like all right like you know i kind of like those i miss them so i made some more but I thought, you know, I really like these, but I want to take them outside and photograph them on some rocks. So I started doing that. Next thing I know, I was going on hikes all the time, putting my stuff up out in nature. And so, so you know, and I really love Andy Goldsworth, artwork. So I love the idea of like putting my art out in nature, but it was, it was uh, my stuff.
1: Well, uh, yeah, that's some of the favorite stuff that I saw on your, on your Instagram were these in pieces nature. just out in the nature, man. I mean, it is beautiful.
2: I love doing that, man. And I, because I'm an outdoors guy, like I like, you know, I like uh, being active and all that. Uh, and I started working with this organization called Pilot Light Foundation, and they I were doing it. a big fundraiser. And what I did is I started making these gems, and I put them all over West Los Angeles. I would just put them not bolted up anywhere, just leaning on a park bench, just for people to find, and they'd have a little note on the back. And you turn it around there'd be a note that says congratulations you found me you could take me home and inside the envelope would be like a little bit of money like not a, not a lot like hey you found me uh here's a two dollar bill maybe a twenty dollar bill one of them had a hundred dollar bill Whoa! One. <laughs> and that disappeared uh and the notes <laughs> said hey like hey if you're in need please keep this but if you're feeling grateful and you want to pay it forward here's a link to the pilot light foundation and a lot, a lot of people who found these, they took them home, but they made a little donation to the Pilot Light Foundation.
1: Wow, so, That's so very that cool. kind of
2: got me started making these, and then I start, I just kind of went crazy. I I kept making all these, and then there's like a lot of social, political stuff going on in the world that inspired some like other street art, and I started putting them up on mm-hmm. telephone poles, and I started, you know, first I put them at eye level. And they last like two or three days if somebody takes them.
1: Of course, reachable. I get
2: up on my ladder and I I bolt them in. So whenever they (laughs) disappear, I'm kind of impressed because whoever went up that telephone pole with the. Made an effort. Yeah, they made an effort. I'm like, congratulations. Yeah. So, but that's how it all started. It was just like a slow evolution.
1: And uh, you talk about how you make those? Like, is that um, what kind of materials you use in uh, medium? Yeah. Uh,
2: I use. Uh, primarily I was using something called, I, I, I think it's called Maranti board. I was getting it at Anderson plywood. It's just a lightweight yet durable wood. But the mm-hmm. truth is now I tend to wake up very early in the morning and I ride my bike through the neighborhood and I find massive amounts of sheet wood just lying in alleys or wherever. I just find mm-hmm. sheet wood all, of, all the time and it's good material. I don't like, I don't like a, a particle board.
1: No, particle board is, it, uh, it just doesn't touch. look good.
2: You now doesn't look good. I won't touch it. I want to give these things a fighting chance, so I use right. them on decent material. I use, I mean, I use decent material. Um, but yeah, any piece of any kind of wood, um, and that you know that's something. By the way, I mentioned my friend Gronk. I've been painting with him for quite a while, um, and that's something he's really introduced me to. Is just painting on any kind of surface you find it, as long as it holds the paint, it's it's fine. He, we you know, one time I went went over to his studio. And he said, "Oh, I have some wood for us." And it was the lid of a crate that somebody had used to, you know, I don't know what it's for, like creating awesome. some kind thing. We cut it up into little pieces and made a triptych out of it. And it was just nice, you know, found stuff.
1: That's that's usually the most interesting, uh, you know, stuff to work on. That's yeah. some layering to whatever. But so when you're when you're painting on it, uh, what kind of paints do you use?
2: Oh, these are all acrylic and spray paint. Okay. So that's another thing where I've changed. You know, I was talking about the evolution. You know, going the reverse of how a lot of the street artists are. You know, I started off. I was an oil painter.
1: Uh, me too. All yeah. my
2: painting. You walk in my studio, everything was oil paint. Um. Now you walk in my studio, and it's all acrylic and spray paint because, <laughs> um, you know, I started traveling the world as an artist quite a bit, doing murals all over the world, and so whenever I travel, I love to make art and take it with me. So you, you know, I need something that will dry right away. I can roll it up, put it in my carrying it case. Takes
1: oil oh, quite a while to dry, especially if you're in yeah. certain colors take longer than others, and if you're going to put a finish on, you got to wait till that dries and everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm a different type of artist now. Like my, my work was more careful before. And you know, now I like I like r- rougher brush strokes. I like scratch marks. I like accidents that happen in the paintings. Uh, so yeah, more movement. It. Uh, yeah, it's all part it's because becomes part of the story of the piece so uh so yeah so it's uh i do use a lot of nova color paint do you guys use you know nova color
1: um is that they're, spray paint or what is that oh no, uh,
2: that's an acrylic paint it's in culver city okay they're like yeah i would say uh, a lot of people use golden shout paint, out to nova, color, man. nova colors that's i'm giving a little shout out to my favorite paint store hell
0: yeah hell yeah, yeah. man hell I mean, yeah. We, we, you know a lot of times uh you know, if you live in a place that, not like you know Southern California, and you you know Michaels is your only spot, you know, so we gotta appreciate like these little mom and pop stores that actually yeah. has some specialized stuff. And yeah. um, but hey, I wanted to ask you, man, before the Citizen, before the gems, I feel like you were already a street artist because you were doing some murals, man. Yes. And and you know you were doing. Where some were you am-
1: doing the murals? Amazing Big, murals. Pick a country
0: i love it man you know so it's like Ice. you were already traveling you know yeah. the world to do it and I, i'm just saying i love how your work has just like evolved man i mean to be honest just going back and looking at it it's just like uh you know to see the evolution just to see almost like the citizen of the world come out this character come out as you travel a little bit more i don't know if that's just like a coincidence or it's just kind of like a tell of the tale you, you know what i mean but uh yeah, no, I mean, just if you're looking at Gus Harper's Instagram while you're, uh, you know, listening to this, basically just go back all the way, man. He has some some amazing murals. And like I said, some of these, like, I, I particularly love the one that's a flower coming up. I'm going to bring it up. But uh, at the bottom, kind of in the root, it's a face. What was the inspiration behind that one, man?
2: Um, I guess you just pull it about. up. I uh, will. <laughs> <like>, uh, because <laughs> that the,
0: one, like, you know, that one that one with the so face many of and these, flowers kind of like the style yeah. of a. Uh, let me just see here. Let me just, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to pull it back up. It's just kind of a little bit back. But yeah, anyways, tell us a little bit about,
1: about the mural painting. Wait, how, you your mom was an artist also. My right? mom is an
2: artist. My mom
1: field, is. I'm sorry, is.
2: Yeah, my mom, Field and Harper. I'm two, my my art studio is two doors op- over from hers. Mm. Oh, nice. Mm. It is I see. so awesome to, first of all, see my mom every day. But yeah. You know how cool it is when you get stuck on a painting to have somebody say, hey, is this painting working? And they're like, no. Yeah. Or oh, yes, it is. <laughs> or stick with it.
1: Yes. And you know, know what the hell they're talking about.
2: You know, she's talking about, and she's like, you know, she'll say, like, something's missing. Uh, keep uh, and she's, she'll say, like, sit with her for a little bit. And sometimes she's like, give me the positive affirmation. Like, yeah, it's done. It looks great. You know, she really, um, she helps me a lot with color. Uh, she helps me with everything. So, uh, yeah. So my mom...
1: Nice resource to have there. What, what yeah. were
0: your what were your first memories of doing art with your mom, man?
1: You know uh,
2: my you know, we always drew when we were a kid, right? I think everybody's like an artist when they're a little kid. So um, it's not so much my uh, memories of doing art, it's being around art when I was a kid. I remember when I was five or so, and my mom was teaching me the ABCs. And at that very day that I was on the letter M, we were at LA County Museum and she was showing me a David Hockney painting and explaining to me the characters and how there was angst in the characters because the, the two figures were sitting side by side with the bowl of fruit between them was slightly out of center. They kind of created a sense of being out of balance. I'm five years old and she's explained this to me. You know, she always, you know, kind of, Kind of talk to me,
1: you went to art school, dude. I
2: did, <laughs> right? Um, it's funny that I remember that. I also remember we got a speeding ticket on the way home. <laughs> That's funny. Whoa, man. um, so yeah, she's always like just um, encouraged me, you know, both my parents, just think even my, you know, my siblings and I were all encouraged to do the things that we love to do.
1: How many brothers and sisters do you have?
2: 87. Now, I have a uh,
1: I have a big brother. A I was gonna big, say, did uh, your mom and your dad ever figure out what was causing that, or is it just a yeah? You know, holy big, cow!
2: Big brother, big sister, little brother. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's still a friends. good-sized family, you know. I mean, big back in the day, that was a normal-sized family, or whatever. But these days, that's a huge family. And yeah. did you
0: grow up around L.A. as well, too? Yeah, I, I went to Santa Monica
2: High School. Oh, it's so close.
1: So spoiled, you fuckers! I swear yeah. to God, man. I grew up in Florida, dude. Okay, <laughs> I escaped. You know, I escaped and everything. I got out here to the to the Wonderland, but uh, nice growing yeah, up in Santa uh, in Monica. Santa Monica
2: is, it it was it was so cool, and it was so different, you know, back then than it is now. But it was I was really lucky.
0: It's changed a lot. I mean, um, it's way more touristy now, would you say, right, compared to yeah.
1: Kind of- gentrified? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, actually, so before we move on too far, I was talking about, I saw this kind of like rose with the person uh, face at the bottom. It's just so cool, man. This image really stood out to me and uh, I think definitely seen it before, you know, online or or somewhere, man, so. uh,
2: Oh, uh, right, I did do a mural of that composition in Malaysia where it's the face that turns into the rose. hmm. Now how, okay, so
1: you're in Malaysia. First of all, how the fuck did you get to Malaysia? How did you decide on Malaysia? And then did you have that set up before you went to Malaysia? Did you set that up when you were in Malaysia? I got a lot and, of questions
0: about it. And what year is this? Because I, I, I yeah. spend a little bit of time in Malaysia as well, too. <laughs> Anyways.
2: You know, I, I don't know. I've been traveling in that part of the world for a couple of years now. And I, um, what was I doing over there? Um, I, get, I get my trips confused now when I look back.
0: Sure, um, that be nice. I think
2: I, think I have had an art show in Kathmandu, as one does. and if you're uh, gonna
1: do one hell yeah if you can make it there
2: yeah so i had these pvc pipes that i had taped together and i could sling over my shoulder so i could take canvases on my back when i traveled Uh, um i was coming back from you know i touring that part of the world and kind of on the way home i stopped at a place in kuala lumpur i like to i like to stop in kuala lumpur on the way home I just like such it. a
1: cool sounding place man
2: it is a cool place man and it's i, I it's, it's vibrant i know awesome art show art, art store there too so uh what I shout in, out. what's the so, name
0: we have awesome uh, listeners in malaysia no 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 i only know how to
2: get there okay. it's called the kuala lumpur <laughs> art store <laughs> i know how to walk there from 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 chinatown as they call it nice, uh, nice. but i walked into this hostel and i had this thing slung over my shoulder and it looks a little bit like weaponry it always kind of like when i when i go through customs and i know with my little ball head people think i'm a soldier and they're hey what's in what's in in the case and i said oh you know it's art and so this guy who owned this hotel this is how things work out so weird he said can i see i'm like you want to see the paintings he's like yeah I'm, i'm really like art I'm like, well i'll pull one out so i pulled one out next thing i know i pulled all of them out and they're all spread all over the floor of the hotel well this guy who owned the hotel was a cultural affairs minister
1: oh god yeah
2: and he said i want to give you a show can you have a show here i'm like well you know i've kind of been on the road for like three or four months in southeast asia and i'm on my way home he's like could you stay a few more days like how about um december 25th and i'm like well that, that's sort of a big day in my country <laughs> <laughs> so i said to him, like look man if i ever come back to malaysia like who said it? like next time i happen to be in your neighborhood i'll let you know But I'm going home. Well, I think it was like a month after that, um, somebody offered me a show in Tokyo. And I had a show in Tokyo where there was an opening and three months later, there was a closing. What am I going to do in the three months in between? I'm like, I called the guy in Malaysia. And he set me up with... He was like,
1: motherfucker, you wouldn't even remember what
2: you said. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I told you I'd be back. And uh, so, but I didn't... I'll be back. I went to the (laughs) other side. I went to the far... Uh, far west of malaysia to an awesome place called salama and yeah. uh the people that the local government put me up and had me do murals in their city wow and um, there's a guy there named Rufizlan Yunus who took really good care of me and they just uh they took care of everything i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't allowed to buy a soft drink i wasn't allowed to buy any meals they took care of everything they were so generous man the people <laughs> in malaysia they're so cool uh, wow. So, so I What's did. have a favorite a meal, uh, Malaysian yeah.
0: food out there, man? Because I, have, I have a few. I grew. I spent a year in Malaysia in international school when I was in high school, actually. So, um, I went to International School of Kuala Lumpur, actually. Oh, and, wow. Uh, I, I lived in uh, the Ang area, actually so oh, uh, you know it so uh, I'm, I'm just curious like do you have any like Doesn't everybody i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> come on teach like you haven't been to Malaysia? what the fuck dude <laughs> but i'm just wondering uh like did you have any favorite foods out there or did you try any you know what i mean because i don't know if asian people we love food man different cultures, so like for yeah. me I connect with people over food and stuff well almost
2: every night we eat thai food because oh, we're really thailand right there um but yeah you just you know just the... some curries
0: basically right you know in yeah but it?
2: the I like the chicken and rice, where the blue the blue rice. Okay, okay. And you know, you eat everything with your fingers. You
0: it's, know, it's my kids stuff. would love it. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. Okay. You
2: sorry. know, what I had scoundrels. To tell they they fed me so much that I had to. I said this ridiculous sentence. I'm like, listen, us Americans, we don't eat very much. Can you please? Because they were eating so much food that I was having trouble working. Because I, I was like. <clears throat> You know they kept eating me at the lunch every day, and then I come back and some like little old lady would be like, "Oh, I baked this for you." I'm like, "Of course, man. Asian
0: it. people we, lo- we, we love, we Don't right? want
1: to disrespect him. You gotta eat.
0: Yeah, and here, here's the blue rice. It's actually called what? Uh, Nasi Holy shit! Harabu, basically. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's that place, like psychedelic.
1: Like, you get, you have like you know hallucinations <laughs> when you eat that shit or what?
0: You you know the cool thing about Malaysia, honestly, is that it's a mixture of. Um, Chinese, uh, yeah. Indian, and also obviously Malay culture. So it's like this kind of melting pot of Southeast Asia. And then so um, it, you know, like I said, you kind of it's a crossroads. So it, you know, it's just pretty cool place, man. Yeah. Definitely, I haven't been back since I like lived there, but um, y- y- you know, uh, as a kid, we, we kind of I remember. That uh there was that kid who got caned for graffiti. Do you do you remember that? Um I do
2: remember him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or <laughs> well,
0: I, I don't know if that was in Singapore or Malay. It that wasn't was you, it? was it? No. It was <laughs> in-
2: <laughs> but you know what? I think it was on that same trip. I if I remember correctly. Again, I get my trips confused. I went, I hopped over to Thailand, to Chiang Mai, and oh, okay. somebody had just graffiti the type, I think it's called the Taipei Gate. So maybe some Canadians. And they just did a little graffiti and they were going to jail for a very long time. Mm. And I started Yikes. to do a mural there. I didn't, I, you know, I get, I got permission and I was doing a mural and some cop came up to me who was an Australian guy who had taken it upon himself to be a volunteer police officer in Australia. <laughs> he tried to have me arrested.
1: What the hell? And he, you a know, Volunteer he, cop got nothing better to do than to it's fuck It's a artist.
2: volunteer cop. He's not even from there. And uh, yeah.
1: Power trip, cocky ass motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> just well, it like I just
2: He told me he was going to have me arrested. I'm like, yeah, bring it on, whatever. I just kept painting. I was sitting there trying to be all cool. I'm like, Oh, this guy, this guy's serious. I, put my, I grabbed my best paints. And I bolted and they, the cops didn't show up to arrest me, but I did a preemptive strike and I went to the police station and said, Hey, I just wanted to make sure I have, I was thinking about doing a mural maybe and wanted to make sure I did it in a way that I didn't get in trouble. And then the cop pulls up a picture on her phone. She goes, this mural? It was, it was mine. I'm like,
1: yeah, wow. yeah that, that oh. mural. <laughs> hey, yeah. I guess she kind of already did it. <laughs> yeah,
2: but no. They gave me, they gave me permission. They, they actually said, "You just are doing this." I said, "Yeah." And they,
1: no, they gave you mercy, my friend. <laughs>
2: they asked me. They said, "Why are you doing this?" They and I just said, "I'm doing it for the joy of it and as a gift." And they said, "Thank you. If anybody has a problem, here's our number. Tell them to call us." Nice. So the cop had my back.
1: <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so, Very cool. Nice, man. Well, so, Steve, you know, you go into the right place, you see the right thing to the right people. That's all it takes.
2: Yeah, and you know, a lot of these countries, when I go there, almost almost all of them, uh, I don't know anybody. Like, when I, when I went to Sri Lanka, I wasn't planning on being in Sri Lanka until the day before. I, th- I thought, hey, I'm in India. I should go to Sri Lanka. And I got there, and I'm like, I don't even know what the money is here. I don't even know what the currency is. ooh. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what to do with myself. So you got balls, man. I mean, not a lot of people will get out of their comfort zone like that and just hop on a plane and be like, Hey, I was outside my
2: comfort zone. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, like what, what, what age did you start traveling? I mean, like,
2: is this all you you traveling with your mom and stuff like that? No. Um, I, I would say, um, you know, I traveled a little bit when I was younger, but it it was probably around age 32, 33 Mm. that I started I got a taste for traveling around South. I like South America because I speak a little Spanish and I could get around. I felt comfortable going there by myself. Um, and it took a while for me to become a little bit more of an intrepid traveler. Cause you know, like now I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable. Like it's not, if I get someplace and things don't go to plan. And you know, I had a couple of situations where like running with officials or whatever, where if I was younger, I think I would have been more upset, but now I'm just, okay. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. So it took a little while, but I think that yeah, I'm always amazed when I'm traveling and I see 23 year olds and I'm like, Oh, how long have you been traveling? And they say, Oh, we've been traveling for eight months. I'm like, how do you <laughs> afford that? <laughs> when I, when I was 23 years old, my net worth was $300. I'm like, how, what do you, what do you yeah. mean you've been traveling for eight months? Like, how is that possible? But now I can actually fund my operation. So I'm kind of doing that. But, you know, I'm not 23. You know, I, was started, I started traveling in my 30s, really. So I think that was, I was like, uh, and, you know, you see those people traveling for a long time. They're like either people right out of college or they're retirees.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: You know? So I'm kind of like in the no man's land right in the middle. Yeah, me too. It's a good
0: place
1: to be, man. Yeah, Still like- able to appreciate it. Yeah.
0: I feel like I started traveling in my 30s as well, and I was able to have more of a budget. And I actually, in my 20s, I didn't want to go anywhere because I spent, like, my high school years, like, over, partially overseas, you know. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to go anywhere, but, you know, l- locally, yeah. <laughs> Las- Vegas or around the country, you know. But like I said, as I got to my 30s and I had a different job, I was able to kind of, like, experience the world firsthand, man, and uh, travel. And, you know, as long as you don't have kids, man, like, you know, you- you'll have the opportunity to – uh which I don't think you have kids, right? I What's don't that? have kids. Yeah, exactly. There, there you go.
2: Not for oh
1: man. <laughs> you did it the right way, buddy. And T- T- if you T- ever T- do T- decide to have a kid, just have one.
2: All right. Don't, and
1: don't have twins. Do not have twins, okay? They're twins? <laughs> yeah, twins. And, and, it, and it's a boy and a girl, dude. So it's uh always well, a competition, sure and uh, you know, they're adventure. just they're so inconsiderate,
0: you know. I mean, <laughs> my friend says this. They're- <laughs> kids are the worst roommates and they don't pay either. So <laughs> that's just got out.
1: All they do is cost money, <laughs> cost money. And then every once in a while, you have like this one little golden moment, you know, where you are like, I guess I won't get rid of them. You know, I guess so. I <laughs> got to keep them. You know, that'd be horrible. People think I'm a bad person, but I just got yeah. rid of them. Right.
0: Te- teach before, <laughs> but before he before he settled down, My kids yeah. are almost
1: 12. What?
0: Oh, that's funny. No, I'm saying teach before oh. you settle down, you were kind of living, living the Gus Harper life, too, man. You were going to Africa. Oh, you are living, going to <laughs> different places. You know, I you wasn't mean? going
1: all the crazy different places. He goes, you know, I mean, I went to Africa, um, Spain and, and, and Italy and, and France. But that was about it. You know, I was yeah. going to a lot of places here in America. I was doing a lot of driving around um, and uh, staying with friends of mine. And I always was always welcome because I could fix things, you know? I, I grew up, uh, my family was building the house that my dad still lives in, you know? So I know a little bit about everything it takes to, to, to build a house. And, um, you know, I'd go stay with a friend of mine and I'd be like, oh, dude, this this looks like shit over here, man, why don't you let me take care of this for you? And they're like, "What? Uh, like, Good way to make yourself here, welcome. You know? Yeah, and then they're like, uh, you want to stay a little bit longer? You know, we got this fucked up thing over here too, you know? <laughs> Gus, are, and are like, what? You got to go now? I'm like, yeah, dude, I gotta get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> hey, hey, Gus, you,
2: I meet people. Go ahead.
0: Are you into uh, any sort of music? Like, uh, like you know, what do you listen to when you travel, man? Like, what do you do to keep yourself entertained?
2: Well, that's interesting. I, I listen to music all day long when awesome. I'm here. But when I travel, not so much. Mm. I, don't, I don't think I'm... uh As a matter of fact, I remember being in Nepal and I had gone trekking. And I hadn't listened to, heard music for like a week or two. So when I put music back on, it sounded amazing.
1: Well, dude, if I was in Nepal, I wouldn't want to listen to fucking anything that's going to take me away from that actual experience, you we, know? It's
2: kind of weird to be listening to music when you're like out in this, in like the beautiful forest. You want to... Really?
1: Yeah, it's like, what more do you fucking need, man? <laughs> it's all there. It's like, you can
2: hear a roaring river. <clears throat> uh, but I listen to music all day long when I paint, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. What, what, what do you usually listen to? What kind of... um, I have a,
2: a wild mix.
0: dude me too man uh,
2: yeah it's so much like i i I guess maybe i listen to um oddly i listen to a lot of reggae music and i say oddly because uh i'm an artist who listens to reggae all the time and not only have i never i don't know how to smoke weed i've never smoked weed in my life (laughs) (laughs) do you drink at all i don't i don't drink either yeah. yeah. Look, look oh, what fun oh, are you, luck, dude? dude? Good
1: grief! Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you- yeah, he
0: does art, man. Like Jesus Christ, like yeah. It, it, no, that's cool, man. That's that's it, interesting. I feel like uh, you know you definitely you seem like a happy guy. Not everybody, uh, you you know, like I said, that's he's the pain. Well, he yeah, fucked
1: it up with any <laughs> drugs or alcohol, man. That's why he's yeah. happy, you know.
0: Well, no, it's it's like I said. That, Actually, what cool, I was going to
1: say earlier about um, when you were talking about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations with your traveling and everything that is one of the best things you, as an artist yeah um the one that one of the things you want to avoid is being too comfortable you know you make an artist comfortable you're going to get a pile of shit you know
2: that's why i don't you, paint what i used to paint you know i found one of my paintings from 20 years ago and somebody what said what was it, it of a citrus uh, orange paintings and one of my okay. friends is like why don't you paint those anymore i like that i'm like could you imagine if i paint those for 20 years no, I wouldn't be growing. Like, I mean, I like them. I like them a lot. Every so, once in a blue moon, I'll do one. They're fun.
1: But you got good exercise, not, right? They're
2: not my. They're not my story anymore.
1: There you go. Man, yeah, I like. Said, I like
2: what you said about the the whole comfort zone thing. Because I, re, I will tell you this, you know, you know, the first time I did a mural, I just stood in front of a wall and I thought, like, such. What do you call it? Imposter syndrome. I thought <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing here artist block <laughs> it wasn't artist block It was in it was almost like ineptitude like i'm like i don't know how to do this oh and then Ooh, every time i get it nice mural, yeah like i when i got i got this mural in sri lanka and i had to go through a lot of hoops to get permission to do this and then like, finally gave me permission and they're like what are you gonna do i'm like oh i, I <laughs> no oh and they know you're gonna ask that God. a crowd formed behind me to watch me I'm like, wait, I didn't know, I, I didn't want to put on a show. So you, I'm like, well, once again, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I'm mm. going to pretend. And, uh, you know, People I gotta, never
1: know what the fuck you're doing.
2: You just play it off. I, I got a mural. My friend, Harry, uh, had me do a mural in Malibu that was 17 feet tall by 700 feet long. Oh, I'm like, who paid I, for the paint? I, he, Harry did. That's a lot of fucking paint. <laughs> a lot of paint. And it was a lot of patience by Harry. He uh, he said, I can't wait. To, I didn't tell him what I was going to do. He said, I can't wait to see what you do. You didn't even give him a sketch or anything? No, he, he trusted me. He trusted me yeah. more than I trusted
1: me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> I thought to myself, I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I've been here before. So I'll figure yes. it out. Yes.
1: So, I, I know that feeling. Just
2: being, uh, and that's like a metaphor in life because it's like so many times you get in these situations where you don't know what you're doing but okay
0: what do you mean yeah. by you've been here before
2: i i meant that like i've um i've been i've i've stood in front of many walls oh, and thought <clears throat> i have no idea what i'm going to do and i'm just going to make a paint and i don't paint murals like a typical artist does and said i i think i don't actually know how most muralists work but I, I think that they do a sketch and they pre-plan it and maybe they outline it and they fill it in I treat my walls like I treat a canvas, which is i do a little over here. Then I'll go over here. And based on what I did here, oh, I got a change over here. So I start layering up. It's not the most efficient way to work as far as, like, not using too much paint. But it's the way I work as an artist. I just kind of – I react. Your to your Yeah. So –
0: Let's go back to leaving art in the streets, man. I mean, do you, do you usually get people reaching back out to you and, and like then kind of, like, uh, in the streets or uh, – you know i mean how do you decide to like when to leave it or like what's your kind of process for that
2: well now what i'm doing is like i'll, I'll get up pre-dawn and or maybe not even that early because you don't have to get up that early for the streets of venice to be pretty empty in the morning on a sunday <laughs> there's not too many people <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yes. uh but
1: yeah I,
2: it's it's funny because i was always nervous like you know you do that thing where you put your shoulders up and you look over your shoulder it looks like you're you're being conspicuous you like you're up to something so I I walk up, I put the ladder up, I slowly take my time, I, whip, I take out the drill, act like I'm doing something, like I'm a, people think I'm a city worker or something, and I just start climbing up the telephone pole. Mm-hmm. And, said, and then one time a guy came up to me, goes, hey, hey, hey. I'm like, yeah, he goes, let me hold that ladder for you, man, that looks dangerous. And he held the ladder, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was going to be in trouble. Hey, you can't do that. What are you yeah. doing? And then I had a, I did have a city worker come up to me. I know he you know he had the orange vest on, and he had the white helmet, and, and I was doing putting something up. And he goes, "Hey, d- did you do that?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, oh, that's really cool, man." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> thanks." <laughs> you know, because street art has become accepted now, and people think it's cool. But
1: maybe well, it- yeah, but as long as you're doing it the way you do it, um, yes, absolutely. I wasn't, Sometimes I'm not, if you're,
2: thing, I i do not think.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I love that. I love that about, I actually, for a while, I was putting up pieces because um, I got busted, you know, I got arrested and everything. And so <laughs> for a while, I was trying to figure out ways of putting up stuff without it being a, uh, you know, a, a vandal or uh, vandalized vandalization or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, Let's make up some new words. <laughs> um, you know, when
2: people want your art, so if they're if they're if they're going and taking your art, you you must not be vandalizing. You must be enhancing. If people are willing to go take it and take go up, pull, take it down, and put it in their home, like that's kind of cool. Exactly. exactly.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: How do you um, how do you take these citizens around, man? When when they're so tall and uh, like you know,
1: you got uh, a truck.
2: I throw them in the back of my car. I carry them over my head. You know. I, I, um, I remember one time I took a whole bunch of them on a hike and I hiked seven miles up in the mountains and they were really heavy, really heavy after a while <laughs> and I took some photos. It's photo a good workout. I found a great location. I took some beautiful pictures but on the way home just I stopped by the beach real quick. I just walked over and plopped on the sand took a quick picture. I'm like, damn that photo was better. When <laughs> 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 I hiked seven miles the other one I walked 50 feet. And I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah, ah yeah. the one that the ocean was cooler <laughs> but the experience, yeah knowing I was going to go out into those mountains is what made me make those citizens. so that was that that was part of it
0: mm, it's cool yeah. man it's definitely so unique man and uh um I, you know I I've been seeing them around and also just online too and it, you know we're just so happy to have you kind of tell us a little bit
1: oh thanks today well what's tell- uh, what also what's with the uh, the dissident
2: part oh, of
1: it? you know it's funny let me
2: I got one right here. So I made this guy. I don't know if you see him.
0: Yeah, that was one of the ones I actually yeah, stuck here's out my, to me. Here's a distance. So this yes. is fine
1: Very cool. Example. Very cool.
2: Yeah, so, so if I don't know. Some people are probably only hearing the audio. So it's just like a plank of wood with the silhouette of a man. He's got, it's kind of like a boutonniere. He's got a rose inside of him. Sim- yep. Simple symbolism of inner beauty, but it says the word dissident
0: and kind of a throwback to that earlier rose picture we were talking
1: about too like a little bit. yeah but go oh, by the way
2: this one has a solar light on it see that yeah,
1: yeah. very like, cool idea that's it's, how that worked okay good it it but I understand
2: cool they, they do illuminate pretty well um but you know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of narratives going on out there amongst us on the news or whatever and maybe sometimes mm. we don't us artists in particular we don't always believe everything we're told and maybe we don't follow the norms all the time and in doing so so we actually become dissidents mm. you know a dissident is somebody who rejects the popular narrative and maybe lives life yes. in a different way and actually i call that guy the noble dissident mm. because the thing yes. the idea behind the noble dissident is think for yourself but do it in a kind way you know always be like you know you can still be kind if you you might see, like, you might have a political view that's different than your friend. You don't have to tell your friend that he's an asshole because he sees things differently.
1: Right? I that's, love that.
2: You're not, you're not helping anybody, right?
1: Yeah, so right. Exactly. Like, you don't have to be a fascist. You
2: yeah, know what I mean? See. You
1: don't have to put it in your people's fucking face. Find a nice way of relating. Right. As a
2: matter of fact, if you, you know, if you want to, uh, like, if I go up to you and I push you, what are you going to do? You're going to push me back. So, you no, know, I'll stab purple, you. <laughs> yeah, i don't think i'm going to push you at all actually i think i'll keep my distance right
1: i carry a knife in the streets just to keep safe you know
2: i, I believe you I, I straight you're, bait, sure. so you're probably going to win that one <laughs> but, you know if you want to make influence on somebody and you you know kindly present a perspective or just live your you don't even have to present it to somebody else you just live your own life you know you can influence people much better that way than going up to them and pushing them and forcing them to abide by your viewpoint so, yeah, there's anyway, a tattoo on
1: my arm right here. I don't know if you can see that, but either uh, you want to see. That's a it. Little reminder for myself. Yeah,
2: I like that. It's so not always just, hard to do. T- uh, sorry, it's not always easy to do, right? We can, no, no, it
1: isn't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Leading
0: by example, being the spark of change, man. Like you know, those are those are you know thankless things to do. Actually, <laughs> right? You know, a lot of times, you, you know, you make the change and the other people don't change with you. But like I said, as long as you made it for yourself, man. But um continue please
2: I, I... yeah well you know the only th- other thing i was going to say is like you know there's a a lot of street art has a lot of protest in it and there's a lot of angst and, and that's the beauty of a lot of street art but i must say that a lot of my art really just comes from i i just carry within me a lot of joy to create Dude, and that's awesome. you know what i i just like i i i wake up in the morning like i want to go make stuff and uh Gosh. It, maybe it's almost like FOMO. Like I see people doing cool stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, i want to go do and make some cool street art." Like, there's so much cool stuff going on in in Los Angeles. I'm like, I want to I want to create. I want to be part of that. I want to be part of the vibrancy. And I, by the way, I love my city. I love Los Angeles.
1: Hell yeah, man! People that, talk traffic. There's the parts time. of it that are lovable, and you know what? I can totally um, relate with you on this part about what kind of influence you're actually having when you're putting up pieces. Um, because for a while, I was doing. Some uh, pretty intense political pieces, you know, and um, after a while of doing that, uh, I was wondering to myself, you know, what kind of effect am I really having by doing what I'm doing? You know, it's almost like I'm preaching to the choir, you know, or no one understands the people I really want to reach. It's not going to reach them. You know, it's not going to change any one of their minds. It's just going to make them angry, you know, and I don't want to create anger you know, I I would like to create a peaceful understanding between each other, you know? So I have actually kind of laid off of doing pieces that are, you know, political one way or the other, you know, either democratic or Republican or whatever. And I've actually started trying to uh, concentrate more on, you know, putting images out there that, um, you know, make people think nicer and uh, more peaceful ways of of, uh, going about their way. So I can thing. I can totally relate with you when it comes to that and uh, yeah. it's a whole different feeling you know I used to have a lot of a lot more anger I mean I still got anger I mean I got anger issues you know what I mean that's part of my makeup but um I used to have a lot more when I was doing stuff like that because you know I, some people say some shit on my Instagram or whatever and um I'd be like oh, oh you know and it's like wait wait a second even when I'm cutting the stencil I'm like, oh, I hate this person. Arr, no. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's the most uh, it's
2: the basic
1: uh, expression I can, you know, is, you know, I don't want to be, I want to be,
2: you
1: know, hard.
2: strangers would make, you know, negative comments. I'm like, think about the first time you, you posted something and maybe a YouTube video or something and strangers are talking shit about you it can make you oh, kind yeah. of mad. Now i have experienced enough. I'm like, oh, whatever. It's probably some 13 year old just venting on. Oh, yeah, you know, it's you know, it's
0: totally some 13 year old man. Yeah, why are
2: well, you getting all mad about it?
1: <laughs> in their mommy's basement. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, you know dude, what?
0: There's 13 year olds that listen to this podcast. And shout out to you guys,
1: man. You guys are yeah. at the right place, man. Yeah. <laughs> intelligent. uh, Yeah. Intelligent 13 year old artists. Um, man. What kind of Wait, I, I was just thinking about this. You're talking about the kind of music you listen to now. What kind of music did you listen to, like back in high school and in, in middle school or whatever?
2: I graduated high school in 1990,
1: and they say I graduated that, in '87. So <laughs>
2: they say that what you I heard this that what your whatever your music was that you listened to your favorite type of music when you were graduated high school will you might like other music but that will forever be your favorite music,
1: right? And I'm
2: like ah you know I have that nostalgia when I hear that music, but I'm not listening to Young MC or Journey anymore. That's not my favorite music, you know. It's just, <laughs>
1: I enjoyed Journey, you know, back when I was in middle school and and beginning of high school. I appreciated any type of musician that was really fucking good at what they did, you know? So, like Rush, you know, like Neil Peart, uh, Getty Lee. dork's like Um, Ross, man? Come on. I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Okay, find me a better drummer, huh? Find me a better fucking drummer than Neil Peart. Okay. Thank you. No, you're right. I like, you know,
2: you're I like right. a lot of my I like a lot of the local bands here in Venice. You know, we got there's so much talent, yeah. and nice and those the the musicians they are our cousins.
1: Mm. You know, like yes. it's
2: like I if you're an yes, artist, exactly.
1: They're, they are they're doing an artist. art themselves.
2: Yeah, it's just so similar. Like
1: so your contemporaries, know, whole,
2: basically. You know I, I, I mean, like I, I feel a kinship with writers, but music, especially, I feel like it's just such such similar souls. <laughs> Uh, oh, I like to celebrate. I kept, I'm having uh, my friends' band, Boo Boo Nunu. <laughs> they are playing at my uh, show this coming <laughs> Saturday. So yeah, you have know, I love the yeah, way let's that talk,
0: sounds. Let's talk about your show, and you know, you sent me the uh, the uh, you know everybody's wearing blue, or what's what's going That's on? Right. Just tell us a little bit about this.
1: Uh, you have some of the blue rice there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If I can make that happen, that'd be a great idea. <laughs> Dude, food coloring. When, when is this? When is this podcast coming out? Uh, it's coming out some, uh, tonight, Tomorrow. late night. And, and uh, yes, see, I don't long. want to give away all the surprises. This guy's
1: amazing. Look at that. Who else does this shit? I mean, this guy dude, over here. We have here. some
0: elves working on him, dude. But anyways, man. Uh, elves. Right.
1: There's your elves right there. <laughs> well, look, look. Man. Uh, tell well, us a little 11, bit about this It's not up yeah. to me.
2: I can tell you that. <laughs> 11 years ago, I had a show where it was called Fade to White. And the paintings were white. The furniture was white. The food was white. I told the guests to wear white. Nice. and even the strangers they got the, it looked it was awesome it was really fun and for a couple of shows after that people say hey what's the dress code i'm like nah, there's no dress code that was just a, a one-time thing Dude, you
1: a do that time. these days you have a bunch of white nationalists showing up and then you know people that are anti-white nationalists going you're a white nationalist aren't you well it's, it's it was funny because time. a lot of the paintings
2: <laughs> were faces i'm like oh i'm painting white faces i'm like no not white faces like the color white like I, i'm using white <laughs> damn it how you i can't explain it they're color white it's so, tough being a white guy these days
0: for sure. So hard, anyways. <laughs>
2: anyways. So, uh, so it took me 10 years, but finally I had a show called Black Series One, and I had the black paintings, and it was much easier to get people coming dressed in all black because sometimes people wear all black, anyways. That's me. So yes. uh, yeah, thank you. uh, so the black show was a cool aesthetic, but this one was really based, it was inspired by one <laughs> painting I had in my studio that it just I I didn't really get a lot of affirmation about it. My one friend, Kristen, really liked it. I remember that that carried me for a little bit, but I I thought I love this painting so much and I want to make a multitude of them and be immersed in them. And I did it and I'm like, Hey, that's going to be fun. Everybody wear blue. Let's see what happens.
1: It's awesome.
2: uh, Yeah. It's just, you know, it's not mandatory that you, you wear whatever you want. It's just for fun. But, uh, I, I, um,
1: Maybe get guy's from the blue man group showing up, huh? That'd be pretty awesome. You you never know.
2: Um, You know, some people, I got my (laughs) look. Or have a
1: couple of friends, you know, put some blue blue all over their fucking face.
2: Is that blue suede? That is blue suede, baby.
1: Dude, you got to have Elvis singing in the background. Singing blue suede shoes.
0: Did you hear that? They're not allowed to. uh, First of all, there's an Elvis movie coming out or is out right now, depending on where you, you know. But uh, they're having he doesn't look like Elvis at all. Actually, it's by Baz Luhrmann, the same person that did Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I know. Um,
1: Crock of shit.
0: But also, <laughs> uh, you know, because of that movie, they own the, the rights to Elvis. They actually um, sent out a cease and desist letter to all the little chapels uh, in Vegas. Oh, yeah, I saw that about having anymore. Elvis
1: as the fucking, um, you know, minister but, exactly. or whatever but
0: you can still go to graceland and elvis will still be there basically yeah. so uh that, that's what i heard you know what i mean but you know like i said people getting married you know by elvis actually you know that's been a thing forever man like you know how are they gonna stop it now man but, anymore uh, yeah not anymore i guess right so uh it, it's like gotta it be a special like commercial vegas thing like that's the land there you, you know what i mean like the pirate land and or or whatever you're but. asking
2: about music i don't i don't actually know much about elvis you know because considering how much oh, i know a lot
0: about elvis man but anyway. <laughs> i did hear uh
2: have you heard beck cover elvis he's saying
0: uh oh beck is an amazing performer man i've definitely seen beck a lot i like, I like his live i, like I mean I, i'm not a uh, uh, huge fan of the scientology thing but i mean like you, you know <laughs> like whatever man he's a talented artist and he definitely gives his passion into the performances. I mean. Like, in the 90s, when all that gangster rap was going on, I mean, he was a white boy rapping, and, you know, he was doing his he thing, man. Like, got you know, his own style, though. Yeah, it's cool, man. And earlier, you were talking about Young MC. I'm a fucking Young MC fan, <laughs> too, still. So, I'm just saying Queen and Young MC. No, not Queen. Journey. Heartful look. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I mean, Those are jams, man. Those are fun songs. I feel like, you know, a lot of times... In the- in the early, that was the early '90s. It was still fun, you know. Late '90s. And if you play
2: that now at a party, people will smile. And you'll have yeah. Fun.
0: People will get down, man. I, trust exactly. me, I'm a DJ, man. Like people remix that stuff. It's still considered fun, like you know. What I mean, but definitely later on in the '90s, things just got a little bit more dark, and uh, people got a little bit more depressed, and you know,
1: like things. Oh wait, but, so when does when is your show coming up? On what's what's the date? Where is uh, it and everything? It's
2: June 11th.
1: Oh it's shit, that, uh, that's that's soon.
2: Yeah, and and on the 12th as well, because. You know, my, the the place where it is is not a huge venue at all. So we need it to be a, we we need a, And where is it? It's in Santa Monica. I'm, I'm scared to tell you guys. I hope not too many people come.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna promote it on the. Uh... Uh, what is it called L.A. Street Art Gallery and Paint the Town podcast page. I oh mean, my God! Yeah, so <laughs> we're like telling said, man, everybody you, you're you're a guest on the show, man. We kind of set it up so you can you can uh be here. You, you know, like I said, hopefully people will come, man. That, that's that's our hope. You know, yeah, yeah. At
1: least it like Hot Ones where you got to eat a bunch of height, you know, spicy hot wings to, in order to uh, you know get your <laughs> thirty second plug at the end. You know, which by uh, the way, yeah. shout out shout out to Sean Evans. That dude is a fucking baller. That dude, you know what Hot Ones is no how okay Um, it's where they 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 have a a guy there named sean evans who is a actually he does some of the best interviews that i have ever seen really does his research does deep dives and everything but they have these chicken wings lined up and they have the hottest hot sauces in the world and so as you're eating the hot sauces you know the the wings he's asking you you know he's interviewing you and everything and um dude they've had like all these you know tons of paul rudd was one of my favorite ones dude paul rudd did an amazing job but um you know uh actually dj khaled who you'd think would be like a you know tough badass dude quit after the third one what a wuss um and then you got like (laughs) halle berry who did the whole thing without drinking water or milk or anything you know, okay. I mean, shout out to Holly Berry, but, you know, at least it wasn't something like that. where We're torturing you, you know, in order to get a plug or something like that. Is,
0: is that an effective like way to have an interview while you're <laughs> I
1: think I'm, it's I'm very saying... interesting because you really, really change the situation and you get to know somebody by how they deal with these hot sauces. It's hilarious. No, way. no,
0: there's no not, not that's not a good measurement, man, because you could be like the most badass guy in the world in many things, but maybe culturally you just don't yeah you're not used to eating hot sauce man like you know what i mean that's like, what
1: i'm talking to that's what makes you it so interesting know. you know that because you think oh this come. guy's probably going to be really good you know and then he turns out to be a wuss then you meanwhile you got some little dainty girl in there you know like halle berry or whatever and she turns out to be one of the badass motherfuckers you know
2: what was that gus oh, i was just saying like when you you know when, when i'm traveling by myself there are people like where are you from i'm like you know <laughs> california They're like oh yeah. well, Where's that? I'm like, you know, you know, <laughs> Los Angeles, Hollywood. Wow. And like, you know, like, I've I had people know Actually. where Los Angeles was, so I tell them Hollywood, and they just think, look at this white dude from America here. I dare you to eat this. You know how many times that's happened? I'm like.
1: Oh, that's what oh I mean. God. Bonding
2: bonding
0: by food culture, man. Like, you know, yeah. to be honest, and they like, just want to
2: laugh. They see you can't, you know, like, oh, you can't you can't eat that.
0: Oh, man. I, you know what? I get down with crazier stuff than the locals. Eat. The locals will t- take me to a restaurant and they'll try to trick me like that. And then I'll get something even crazier on the menu, man. Like, so oh, you man. can. It. That's what <laughs> I mean, one time somebody tried to give me some like, I don't know, just some like I think they called it like Mexican uh caviar actually you-, you know what i mean and it actually ended up being like the grubs of ants it was fucking delicious actually <laughs> you-, you know what i mean it tasted like salsa actually but they called it mexican caviar uh, you know but anyways i turned around and i was like you know what you guys think that's crazy that i ate it and enjoyed it i was like i'm gonna actually order the calf brains too man fuck it we're in mexico right you know so i take it to the next level man and then they don't fuck with you anymore like you know they're like oh you're crazy man you're crazy all right we won't fuck with you anymore like you know i mean so i think that maybe you should give that a try next time guys.
2: yeah i didn't <laughs> eat a cat brain that's kind of no, a no brain.
0: calf calf brain not oh, a calf. Brain.
1: <laughs> a not small a cat. cow
0: well,
2: well then that's fine <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah
0: definitely yeah, that's okay then <laughs> we eat every part of the cow you know we don't eat a cat it's definitely fun. i'm not need a cat brain man fuck that
1: we don't eat. We You're don't. Probably eat. And Everyone's probably eating a little cat at some point in their life. No, man. We can't. Not knowing it. <laughs> but anyways, anyways. And good. not known it. Okay, There's a, that makes a big difference. But
0: um, hey, man, it's been an awesome time hanging out with you, Gus. I hope that we can. Uh, sorry, I can't come the show this weekend, man. But let me know about the next one, and we'd we'll love to kind of <laughs> definitely meet you up in person. Or I don't know, we we probably should have some sort of like get together for the show for all the guests that have a uh, bit on and just want to hang out too, sometime soon. Another so, one, yes. Yeah, we'll definitely, uh you know, you keep- could have a
2: collective show with all your guests. That would be pretty cool.
0: Oh man, yeah, but try organizing a bunch of street artists to get something. Yeah, to, you, know, yeah. you know, I mean, it's uh, somebody's got to do it, man. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely see. It's like herding
2: do. cats. <laughs> I'll bring the alcohol and weed uh, <laughs> yeah because you will not smoke or drink <laughs> hey it's all legal now right so
0: anyways well hey Gus, tell us uh, uh, what your instagram is man so everybody can follow. oh thanks
2: us. my instagram is gus harper art which is also my website so yeah Very follow, smart. Me, follow me there keep
0: it simple oh man i love your stuff uh, super unique yes. man and uh, we're, we're so happy to hear your story today and uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today uh,
2: thanks it's very uplifting to speak with you guys so thank you so much
0: oh yeah to so the audience uh, please give us a follow on uh, Instagram at e- e- show leave us a review leave on, us a
1: review on,
0: yeah leave us a review on iTunes and uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. love you guys take care and peace bye i in- at gallery, Check out the shop. It has some of teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.